Hello, everybody, and welcome to Build, Lead, Succeed, the official podcast of the National Association of Women in Construction. Angela Highland here, and I want to share with you an exciting piece of news. Labor shortages aside, the future of construction is going to be okay because our young generations have it under control. No, really, I'm being 100% serious right now. I have seen more and more young people showing up on the job site at entry level and apprenticeship positions. Administratively, I'm surrounded by emerging professionals who are on their game. Well, today I'm sitting down with one such professional who from a young age entered the world of construction and through opportunity and hard work has turned that into a passionate career in the mechanical trades. A handful of years later, she is now the vice president of estimating and purchasing for Bond Mechanical out of New York. Incredible. So sit back and enjoy. I'll be back after the interview. Well, welcome back, everybody. Today, I am joined by Stacy Dillon, who is the vice president of estimating and purchasing for Bond Mechanical Construction, Inc., operating out of New York City. Welcome, Stacy. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Well, we're really glad you're here. Um, I want to just jump right in because you have a really unique story. Um, and so let's just get started with your background um, and uh, your, your story in construction, basically. Tell us a little bit about that and also where you work and what you do there. Um, my name is Dizzy Dillon. Uh, I am from Northern Ireland, uh, which is very far from New York. <laughs> Too far over the last few years with COVID and no place. Um, I lived in, in Belfast. I attended uh, Queen's University, Belfast. I studied architecture with structural engineering. Um, in my second year, I was lucky to be picked for a opportunity to come intern um, in America. Uh, I came to intern uh, with Project Children, uh, and they originally had placed me with the architecture office um, in New Jersey. Um, but unfortunately, right before I was coming here, uh, they went out of business, um, and so I was relocated. Uh, in an emergency to another company that was kind of a change in direction for me. Uh, it was a mechanical construction company um, on a water treatment plant. Um, and they kind of said, you know, it's so last minute. Uh, we can't really get you into, you know, architecture at this point. Um, but we have this plan B, which is mechanical. Um, and I ended up uh, coming here for the summer uh, interning. Uh, with a mechanical construction company and really just fallen in love, I think, uh, with the process of mechanical. Um, how interesting it was. Uh, you know, I did architecture, structural engineering um, before and, and I enjoyed it. I, I felt like I was good at it. I just, something was, was missing. Um, when I came to New York uh, and I worked at Croton, something just clicked for me. Um, I was incredibly interested in the processes of mechanical um, and the work we were doing there. Um, not so much New York, took me a little longer to 
you know, New York was so large and took me a little longer to get, you know, fallen in love with New York. Uh, but it definitely the work, the process, the construction. Um, and that's how I ended up here at the end of the summer. Uh, I was offered a, a place um, here. I, I finished uh, my university and, and I came back for another internship and just to make sure and, and, and that was me. Um, so right now I, I've been working in mechanical construction really since I came here in 2009. Um, I had the pleasure of working and being mentored by a lot of the leading um, mechanical uh, construction uh, professionals in New York, uh, New Jersey and also Connecticut over my the last 10, 15 years. Um, and I am now currently at Bohm Mechanical uh, Construction. Uh, very excited. Um, Bond Mechanical is a subsidiary of the Bond Brothers companies. Um, so we are the newest member, I guess, of the family. Uh, so Bond uh, has been in business since 1907. A very nice um, family oriented company. We currently perform, um, self perform a lot of the mechanical construction um, in water wastewater, uh, power generation, um, that sort of thing. So, so, you know, what's the best part about these podcasts is you get a chance to just like talk and, you know, your story is powerful and you've done a lot so far. And sometimes just, you know, you, you, you do lots of things and there's a lot of things to say. So <laughs> you're doing great. Um, well, let me ask you. So how did you get into architecture to begin with? Was that something that you had always wanted to get involved in? How did you um, how did you get inspired to go that route in the beginning? So for me, um, in school, I was always very good at like mathematics, sciences, and arts, which was a strange mix, I think. You know, usually people are like kind of artsy and uh, that sort of thing, or they are, you know, um, mathematical. They're usually not both. Um, so at the time, I was very much interested in pursuing both. Um, and so architecture was really a good fit for me where I could, you know, design um, and draw and sketch buildings um, and things like that, and then be able to, you know, use the mathematics and sciences to, to uh, do calculations in order to make those buildings stand and and engineer them behind the scenes. So it was a really nice fit for me to be able to use kind of the artsy side and then the uh, mathematical side. Yeah, when, so when they approached you about the mechanical side, were you nervous about that? Were you excited about that? Because that's a, that's a pretty decent shift from one specialty to another specialty. It was, it was, it was a little, it was a lot. So I think at the time, you know, they had, it was a few days before I came here. It was very fast. Um, and they had said, you know, um, you can go for maybe the first week, see how it is. And if it's just not a good fit, you know, you don't have to do the whole summer. So I think because they offered this kind of, you know, out for me, not out, but this plan B, I kind of just went with it. Um, but it was definitely daunting um go into the project because I knew nothing about it and I had no time to kind of prepare or research where I was going it was just uh you know go to New York and the next day you're on site so it was definitely a lot 
um, it tapped me on my toes for sure. I bet. So how many years did you do architecture before you came over here? Uh, I was at university uh, two years. So I did it for two years at university when I first came. Uh, so I was 20. <laughs> I oh, was wow. 20 when I came here on site. Um, so it was it was a very interesting summer. Definitely was very interesting. I bet. And that uh, 20 years old. Wow. That's that's amazing to make that kind of a move, uh, you know, away from your home and into a whole new industry and a whole new different culture as well. I bet that was yeah. a bit of culture shock. Yeah, definitely. The program, the program was really interesting because um, it uh, brought interns out here and it placed them with an American family. Uh, so you had to live and stay with an American family and then go to, to work at this work experience. Um, so it was definitely an interesting um, insight into kind of American life um, and that sort of thing. Hmm. When did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Was it just in just a click? You just knew? Um, was it something um, maybe somebody in your family did it prior to you? How did you know? Um, I think experience as soon as I, I came to New York and I was working on the project. Um, you know, both previous I had worked, I did pretty well. I had some work experience in architecture um, at an architect's office. Um, I enjoyed it. It just just something seemed missing. When I when I came to New York, I was um, put into the drafting department first of all, um, and I was able to uh, do a lot of the drawings um, and then distribute them about the site and see some of the the processes. You know, some of the piping and the equipment that I was drafting uh, was then being distributed on site and then being built um, in real life in real time. So it was a really interesting fast paced experience where I could, you know, a lot of the times when you're a student or when you're in architecture, it's, you know, you, you draw something, um, you design something and it takes, you know, years to be built. But for me to be a part of this project, we were able to be on the on-site drafting team when we were able to, you know, make changes to drawings and then have them be built um, within days, weeks of, of doing it. So it was a very fast paced project, very interesting project. Um, it was one of the biggest, at the time, largest uh, water treatment plants in America. Um, so the technologies used within within the plant itself were, you know, um, groundbreaking at the time. Um, and it was definitely just a very exciting experience and, and really just made me re evaluate what my goals were in life and what I was interested in and what the kind of work I wanted to do. Um, I'm from a very small country um, and I remember at the time, you know, New York for me, for my my country has around 1.8 million people. Uh, to be in New York City with, you know, over 8 million people and, and seeing that, you know, it's so much larger, just this one city than the country I'm in and then to be able to work on a, a water treatment plant, um, you know, Croton water treatment plant makes 219 million gallons um, of, of water. Um, and my country only needs 148 uh, per day. So to see that, you know, this one project made 100 million gallons a day, more water than my entire country would need was just, 
for me, what kind of like hooked me, I, I realized that, you know, I never really wanted to leave home <laughs> or my country. I, I loved it very much. I never seen myself living somewhere else. When I came here and I realized that the types of projects that, that exist um, in America and specifically New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you know, I would never, the, we would never have the need for those at home. Um, and I would never have the ability to work on those projects. And I think that's what really got me into to move in here and to work in, um, in the mechanical construction industry. Mm. So I'm, I'm always curious because I've traveled a little bit overseas. And of course, when you're in construction, you're always looking at construction projects whenever you go somewhere different. And there's some different techniques and some different technologies that they use in different countries. What what are the differences that you have seen, um, whether in architecture or mechanical, uh, between the U.S.? Do you see any major differences, different technologies that we're using, um, even some different building processes? Do you see any differences there? Uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely do. Uh, some similarities, some differences. I think the most difficult thing for me coming um, from Northern Ireland to here was just how everything's measured. It sounds so silly, but you know we have centimeters, millimeters. Um, over here, it's all feet and inches. So every, you know, when I first worked on a drawing, I remember being in a room within a building, um, and them asking me to, you know, put the door in to the drawing, and I had to think, you know, okay, so in where I'm from, it would be, you know, centimeters, meters. Um, here it's more like feet and inches, so I'd have to like keep converting that in my head. So it did take me quite a long time to like do the conversion and then naturally not have to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's interesting, every now and again we will, in estimating wheels at Bond Mechanical, we'll get um, a set of drawings or a project to estimate for, from a European um, engineer in the model or something will be in you know um meters centimeters and um the team will just kind of look at me and i'll be like yeah well i'll have it it's naturally got to me <laughs> got it i can centimeter yeah meters okay yeah i got that so it's funny because um it definitely took away reading drawings to go hi it sounds silly now to say a foot but now it's natural you know how yeah. big's a foot how big's an inch you know yeah, it's like yeah. a second language. You just get used to it over time and you just, the calculations automatically go off in your head, I would imagine. Oh, definitely. Now it's different, but back then, yeah, I struggled. I remember I worked for um, the drafting manager and he uh, purchased me a special ruler that converted <laughs> a steel ruler so that I wouldn't get mixed up. So definitely, um, it was definitely a fun few years at the start. Very nice. So as a woman in construction, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so over in Ireland, are there a lot of women in construction? Um, do you see women not only um, you know, in the architecture field, but also uh, out in the, in the trades uh, and on job sites? Um, I would say it's probably in proportion to here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely in proportion to here. I think, you know, in some of the engineering architecture, you'll see a, a higher quantity, you know, or a higher percentage of, of women to men. 
Um, I think when it gets to uh, mechanical fields and specialized engineering fields, definitely um, less and less. Um, yeah, so it's, it's probably about, about something similar to here. And so you've been able to work, you know, you've gone up the chain. I mean, now you're a vice president. Tell me a little bit about that journey. That's a, it's a nice position to hold for a mechanical. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of work and a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I started, um, uh, I started estimating, um, I, I started in the field in projects and then I went into estimating um, and then it just kind of snowballed. I was asked to, you know, lead an estimate for, for the company and then I was asked to lead um, a team and then it just kind of built from there. Um, and we were lucky enough together um, to, to be successful in those estimates and within those teams and it just kind of grew and grew. Um, and I've been able just to take on more responsibility and, and, and um, really just been a, a great experience for me. Yeah, because not only do you do the estimating, but you're doing the purchasing as well, which is, that is, that's a whole job responsibility on its own. So Yeah, it uh, definitely is. The, uh, the yes, it's interesting because um, a lot of people go, oh, okay, how does that work? Because a lot of times you estimate a project and the field picks it up and runs with it and there's that separation. Um, what is kind of nice and more responsibility is myself and my team, we, we estimate a project um, through contract and through award. Uh, we kind of set the project up for the field um, and we purchase any large pieces of equipment and material that the field needs. Um, and then uh, kind of just turn that over. We work with the team and turn that over. Um, it really just helps us in estimating. It helps us a better understanding, gives us a better understanding of, you know, how to estimate what we need for projects, what things currently cost, um, all of that. Um, and it also helps helps the projects out. You know, a lot of the times a, a project team can, can be very focused on the current um, you know, week ahead or weeks ahead rather than the, the larger. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, an experience um, and it's definitely been very rewarding to do it. Yeah, I, and I like that because uh, I'm, I've been 18 years in construction and I, I used to own my own subcontracting company and the processes, I, you know, I was always trying to focus on processes that were going to streamline the, you know, from beginning to end. And I like that the estimating department is purchasing the materials because they know what they intended. They, you know, it does help them stay connected uh, to what the real cost is and not just, you know, this um, guesstimate. Sometimes, you know, you end up with that. And I think it does help the project management team. Uh, makes for a smoother transition because then, you know, there's not any guesswork. It takes all of that out of it. Yeah, it definitely helps set up the projects for success. Um, sometimes, you know, there can be this gap between uh, the project being estimated and awarded and then the, the project manager taking over. So it definitely bridges that gap if there is a time difference in that. Um, 
it also, you know, it helps the, the project team and the estimators coordinate with each other and learn from each other. Um, you know, obviously everything that's purchased is purchased with the, you know, the PM on board, the project manager and the, or, and or the project team at the time. Um, so it, it encourages this coordination and also this buy-in from everyone um, to make sure you're on the same page. Um, it also helps with cost control. Um, it also helps to for the estimators to have more leverage when it comes to estimating projects and getting pricing. You know, I think the industry a lot of the times, you know, give pricing to estimators and then give actual prices to the people buying or the project managers buying. So it just allows a, a better flow um, of pricing and understanding of, of equipment and materials uh, throughout both the estimate and then the project team. Um, and it also polices it a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Given free yeah, that's what I like to... about it. I've got a good friend that's, uh, she's an estimator, uh, major, mostly with concrete, and they're always trying to address a lot of these processes to make things run a little bit better. So I, I like that a lot. I'm going to actually bring that up with her tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, what kind of projects are you working on right now? So we are currently working on um, a few projects right now. Um, we are mostly in New York at the minute, in New Jersey. Um, we are only one year established. Uh, so we just became a mechanical construction company um, under the Bond Brothers brand uh, a year ago. So we've just reached our one year anniversary. Uh, so we are very excited about the next few years and building and growing and kind of um, competing with our subsidiary sisters and brothers, I guess. You know, um, Bond has been around for a very long time, uh, since 1907. So um, they've always, um, right now, Bond Building, um, Bond Civil Utility are a very established company. Um, so, so us at Bond Mechanical are hoping to grow, you know, within the next few years. Um, to meet the success and, and kind of the size of, of the, our other subsidiaries. So it's a very exciting time, um, a bond for us. How many people are on your team? So currently right now I have four people on my team. Wow. So, you know, coming up, being so young, getting started, and then these years that you've been here and, you know, you've been growing into this position and now with, uh, into this leadership position, how have you found um, that experience to be from a leadership perspective? Um, also, you know, because you're um, you came from a different country, so you know, there's a lot of some people don't always know how to uh, accept people that aren't from here. How have you found that experience to be? And tell me a little bit about your leadership. Um, yeah, I think, you know, depending on the, the period of time and, and the role, I've, I've kind of managed up to 12 people before. Um, I think when you are on your own and you're doing work, uh, you can kind of concentrate on the work itself. You can kind of just focus, work hard, work as much as you need uh, to get the job done and to be successful. I think management can be really very difficult. Um, because depending on the amount of people, um, again, I've managed up to 12 people and each person, you know, have a different work style, um, are at a different place in their life, personal and professional. 
Um, so you're always trying to kind of get the job done and, and whatever the task is, but you're also trying to, you know, help each person grow um, and expand and, and kind of be the best professional version of themselves um, and also have job satisfaction. Um, so it, it's definitely one of the more difficult sides. I think a lot of um, managers, you know, see, oh, you know, I just tell people what to do all day. Um, but long, long term, and in order to have like a successful team, you definitely have to manage each person, person to their kind of personality and their traits and their goals and and what's going on and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. So it can be very difficult um, to manage. I think it's it's one of the the more difficult things, um, but also really rewarding. You know to to have a junior estimator or someone junior in your team, you know, reach those milestones and those goals they've set and, you know, seeing them grow and expand and, and kind of move up the ladder is one of the most rewarding things. So um, definitely a double-edged sort of reward and in, in, in hard work and stress. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Did you find that it came naturally to you? Did you have to take some, uh, you know, a lot of times when people are getting promoted, the upper, you know, the upper echelons of management, they, you know, bring in training so that, you know, you know how to deal with people. Did you have to do that or did you feel like it was just natural for you to lead people? I think a little bit of both. I think I've always naturally kind of taken charge. Maybe people call it bossy. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, but also, yes, a lot of, of management, a lot of mentorship training, um, a lot of seminars and books and, and things like that. Um, I have been, you know, pushed uh, by a lot of my mentors and, and my current, you know, uh, boss into like uh, societies, you know, like MCAA were a part of the, Mechanical Contractors Association in America in New York, uh, the BTEA here in New York. Um, you know, I'm a member of the Minority and Women Business Council. I think having, you know, a lot of the, the resources um, from a lot of those organizations um, in, in, in training and things like that have really helped me a lot um, and kind of pushed me to be at the level of my peers, really. Um, so I think that's been a big part of of me being able to to kind of get where I am at the minute. Yeah, I think these associations, there's you know quite a few of them out there for construction, and I I think that's one of the best things about them. You know, they of course a lot of people are going there to network and maybe do business, but I think that support network that you get and the educational opportunities, professional development, and especially the mentoring, that's huge because you know you're able to meet with people that are like-minded and uh, you know, it just, I think it makes the biggest difference. I really do. There's a NAWIC chapter up in New York City, too, I think that's going pretty strong. So if you need another thing to join, you could always go do that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> a lot of positive. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, I have some, um, a Bond, Bond has a uh, Bond Women in Construction Committee and a Bond Women in Construction Group. Uh, oh, internally. no. Uh, so that's been pretty interesting to be involved with um, and some of the members of the committee are part of the Boston chapter. Um, so we are going to try to participate in the New York chapter a little more in the next year or so. Uh, but for now, we are represented in the Boston chapter. 
Um, so it's been very interesting internally, you know, um, to be able to um, be on this committee, a part of this uh, Women in Construction Committee internally to bond um, across the different subsidiaries and really just uh, promote education and, and training and, and networking and support internally has been, you know, a really big, a big deal for us. And I think a real positive for all the women at bond. Um, so that is definitely something that, that um, we're continuing to work with and work on and grow um, and obviously various different age groups and um, backgrounds and, and also departments within um, bond company itself. So it's definitely been a very big positive um, for me. That's good. So what's next for you? What what do you see for yourself in this next five to ten years? Where 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 are you going to be? Um. So for me, uh, I definitely definitely um, just expansion and growth. I think I think for me this this role is new to me. I was in management uh, for me what was a long time. Um, I think for me, the next five years, it's a very exciting place to be in, um, to be within Bond Mechanical. Uh, we are very interested in growing um, in the, you know, power generation, commercially, HVAC, oil and gas, water, wastewater and industrial markets. I think for me, what's really interesting in power generation is like seeing the shift um, into, you know, renewable energies, hydrogen. Um, all those sorts of technologies and it's it's going to be very interesting over the next 5, 10, 20 years to see, you know, how the mechanical construction um, develops and grows um, and changes to to a company, kind of what's happening in the world and what's happening um, with renewable energy. So definitely exciting, exciting time um, to be learning and growing and developing technologies. Um, Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. You're going to get to see a lot of change because uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it just it seems like it's changing all the time and there's always new renewable things on the horizon. And um, so it will be exciting for you. Well, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show because I think that you have such an interesting story. I love that you uh, you just you just don't hear about people starting so young in the industry and and jumping in so i think it's um, the opportunities that are presented to you and you just latched on and and you're doing great and uh, i'm just i'm grateful that you joined us today thank you very much yeah thank you i feel like um i have been equally working hard very lucky to be a part of the the bond team you know, we uh, we definitely have the ability to offer um, great services to our clients. Um, you know, in-house we bond, we have bond building, bond civil utility, bond mechanical. So we are one of the only, if not the only, um, up and down the coast to be able to provide all of these services in-house. Um, so it's definitely been a really great opportunity for me working with a team that, that thinks about all these different areas and not just mechanical. Um, so I am very excited um, for the future, for my future at Bond. Yeah, and to be part of something that's just really just getting started and growing, and yeah, that's that's really neat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely you know we uh, it's it's Bond has been um, 
you know, we offer a lot of, of great services to the market. Um, we definitely do. And we always, you know, think safety, quality, efficiency, integrity. It's really nice to be a part of a team that really puts the clients first and, and the work first and, you know, be a part of the team that's all about um, making the, the most successful project rather than the most money. Um, and it's definitely a company, you know, I see my future at. Um, and I have a big, a long, I hope, future <laughs> being on the younger end. So, so for me, working for Bond Mechanical and Bond in general has meant, you know, kind of pledge in my career and my future. Um, so I am very excited about, about all the different possibilities and, and work that we'll be doing in the future. Yeah, um, you're a VP now. There's no telling. I mean, my gosh, I you're in my own. Very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, definitely growth expansion um, clients, that sort of thing, definitely, uh, definitely for us. But it's been an interesting, an interesting story so far, and it feels longer than it's been. <laughs> Probably all the work, you know. Well, I'll I'll be keeping my eye on you. Uh, I'd like to stay connected because I'd love to see how your journey keeps going. Uh, thank you again for joining us. It was a real pleasure getting to know you and your story. Thank you. Thank you. You see, it's going to be all right. What's really encouraging is that there are many organizations and corporations putting a lot of efforts and resources behind the scenes to help young people find a path in this industry. And not to mention the mentors out there in the field that are helping the young people get hands-on training on a daily basis. I am hopeful, so let's keep it up. Again, a big thank you to Stacy Dillon for the inspirational conversation today. I'd also like to thank our sponsor and partner, TouchPlan. TouchPlan is a leading construction planning software that makes project outcomes more predictable and profitable. It delivers approachable, progressive job site data and analytic solutions that transform construction into a more collaborative, transparent, and predictable process. TouchPlan is committed to the belief that learning from data is the key to rapid recovery from project variances and improving project certainty. As always, thank you to the listeners. If you've got a topic you'd like to hear about, please email me at podcast at I'm always open to new conversations, so feel free to connect with me professionally on LinkedIn as well. Well, that's all for now, but just remember, we are just getting started.